says, come unto me or come to me. So I suggest to you this morning that if Jesus created the universe, and he did, that this same Jesus also has the power to keep those who come to him. For the Bible says in John 6 verse 37, He that cometh to me, I will in no wise cast out. So this Jesus who sends the invitation to you, to me, has the power to keep us. So who is this Jesus? He was the one who was despised and rejected by man. He was the one without sin, but yet died on the cross for our sins. He, has, he was the one who had the power to create. He has, he's the one who has the power to keep those who come to Him. Amen. Jesus. So the invitation is real simple. The invitation is come unto me. Not to an institution or not to a religion, but to come to Him, to Christ. So first in this verse you have the invitation. But notice secondly, not on the invitation, you have those invited. Notice what he says there in verse 28. Come unto me, all ye. All ye. Now some would take issue with that. Some would take issue that everyone was invited by Jesus to come. So the invitation of Jesus according to God's word, is all-inclusive. All ye. You see, when we send out invitations, at times we send them to a select few uh, for various reasons. Perhaps private occasion. Perhaps some don't want to spend that much on postage. Just being honest with you. But we, we limit our invitations, but not Jesus. Jesus' invitation is all ye. He sends an all ye invitation. No one's left out. No one has ever been left out of the invitation of Jesus. Now, I'm not a very smart person. I've got a little note written down saying, Terry, don't amen that. <laughs> got to watch this guy. I'm not very smart. No shame man it either, if you don't mind. But I don't have a PhD, and I don't have a doctorate. But at least I feel like I'm smart enough to know that all means all. And that whosoever means whoever, and everybody means everyone. And so Jesus gives... An all-inclusive invitation. Not just a, a select few or not to who some would say an elect few. But he gives an all-inclusive invitation. And so friend, you have to ignore a great mass of Scripture from the Old Testament all the way through the New Testament from the front of the Bible to the back of the Bible to say that salvation is just for a select few. Jesus gives an all ye invitation. Jot this verse down. Future reference. John chapter 4, verse 42. You remember the 
woman at the well at Sakaar, and she goes out and she gives her testimony after she came to know Christ, after she received this, this water, of this uh, living water. John 4, verse 42, this woman goes out and she shares her testimony. Listen to the men that are in the city. And they said unto the woman, Now we believe not because of thy saying, for we have heard him ourselves and know that this is indeed the Christ, the Savior of the world. The Savior of the world. Not the Savior for half the world, or a few that are in the world, or a select few, or a chosen few, but a Savior for the world. Jot down John, uh, 1 John 4. Listen to this. 1 John chapter 4, verse 14. Listen to what John says. And we have seen and do testify that the Father sent the Son to be the Savior of the world. That's the testimony. John said, we've seen, we testify that the Father sent the Son to be the Savior of the world. Whosoever shall confess that Jesus is the Son of God, God dwelleth in him and he in God. You see, not every person in the world receives Christ. They have the potential to receive Christ or to reject Christ. He has the potential to be their Savior. It says here, Brother Sammy, He's the Savior of the world. He's not the Savior. He has the potential to be the Savior. He is the Savior in essence. If they receive Him into their life by faith... To be their Lord and Savior, He saves them, regardless whomever. But first John chapter two, turn back a chapter, first John chapter two, jot down first John chapter two, verse one. He says this My little children, these things write unto you that you sin not. And if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. So first John tells us that if I sin, that as a Christian, that I have an advocate, Jesus Christ, with the Father. That I can pray and I can ask Christ to, to forgive me, God to forgive me of my sins. My advocate is Jesus Christ. My sins have been forgiven by His blood. And I can be forgiven of my sins. And so He tells us as Christians how we can have fellowship with God and we can have fellowship with His Son. 1 John 2, verse 1. But notice what he says in verse 2. He says, and he, speaking of Jesus, is the propitiation of our sins, and not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. Jesus Christ died on the cross for the whole world. Amen. Not just for a few, but for the whole world. Christ is our advocate as a Christian. He is my advocate. My sins have been paid for. He died on the cross in my place, in my stead. He died a substitutionary death on my behalf, your behalf. And we can come and we can have daily fellowship with Him. We have an advocate, Jesus Christ, with the Father. But don't forget, He is the propitiation for the sins of the whole world. Whole world. First John chapter two, verse two. Now there was a famous preacher in England, 
had preached a sermon. And he had to get back to London in a hurry and went to the train station. Story goes how there was a young man that was at the at the preaching service, heard the gospel, rejected the gospel, but being convicted on the way home, ran to the train station to to get more information from the preacher. And the preacher was about to get on the, the train and the man stopped him and he said, I want to know how to be saved. Tell me how to be saved. He said, I have to board this train. I have to get back to London. But let me tell you what you need to do. He said, you need to go home and you need to take the Bible and you need to go, or God's Word, you need to go to Isaiah chapter 53 and you need to read Isaiah 53 verse 6. And he said, you need to go in at the first all and then you need to come out at the second all and you'll be saved. So the man goes home, goes into his bedroom, gets his Bible, turns to Isaiah 50, 53 verse 6, and it says, All we like sheep have gone astray. That's the first all. That's me, he said. I'm just like that little lost lamb. I'm like that sheep. I'm just a lost sinner. I need to be saved. All we like sheep have gone astray. We've turned everyone to his own way. That's me. That's how I am. And the Lord hath laid upon him the iniquity of us all. That's the second all. And the man says, if I come out at the last all, I must believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross for my sins. So the man trusted Christ that night. He trusted Christ that Christ had bore the iniquity for us all. And the Lord God laid upon him, Jesus, the iniquity of us all. Friend, listen. Jesus gives an invitation and it's an all ye invitation. We sang a song a few minutes ago. Whosoever meaneth me. You glad whosoever means you? Amen. Amen, I do too. Now the invitation to you and to me today, first of all, is to all. To all of us who are burdened with sin, unbeliever and believer alike. The Bible says, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. He doesn't say that the lost person is the only one who sinned. But he said all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. The wages of sin is death. In other words, if anyone lost or believer dilly-dallies around with sin, it's going to kill you. That's a forewarning from the Word of God. The wages of sin is death. Physical death, lost person, physical death, believer, physical death, Spiritual death, lost person, believer, an untimely death. The wages of sin is death. Let me ask you a question. Are you burdened with a load of sin? I share the gospel with people and oftentimes they'll say this. I'll say, well, after they pray and after they 
humble their heart and ask Christ to save them, they'll look up and I'll say, well, is there, do you sense any difference in your life? And this is what they'll say to me. The majority of the time they'll say this. They'll say, I feel like a load has been lifted. Amen. Let me tell you, it has. It's called sin. Are you burdened with a load of sin? Come ye, all ye. You see, there's no way that you can remove your burden of sin. No way. But the good news of the gospel is that Jesus Christ can. So if you're burdened down with sin, come to me. That's what it says. Come to me, all ye. All ye who are burdened with sin. All ye who are broken and conquered by sin. Are you a slave to sin? Now remember, the wages of sin is death. Jesus said it a different way in John 10, verse 10. He says... The thief comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Three intentions of the devil. Easy sermon. The devil's intent is to steal, to kill, and to destroy. The devil is stealing from you. He wants to rob you. He wants to rob you of your peace. He wants to rob you of your joy. He wants to rob you of your love. He wants to rob you of your happiness. He wants to steal he wants to kill. He wants to kill physically. He wants to kill spiritually. That's his intent. His intent is to destroy you ultimately. And if possible, in a place called hell. Are you burdened and conquered by sin? You know, growing up, I used to watch Tarzan movies. Tarzan. His wife, Jane. His son, Boy. <laughs> Isn't that his name, Boy? Boy. And, his, and his chimpanzee. Who remembers his name? Cheetah. 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 And one thing on those Tarzan movies I remember is that they'd go out in the jungle and, you know, there'd be always somebody coming in to do a little game hunting, you know, and, and they come, Tarzan, Jane, Cheetah, and all of them come swinging through the jungle, you know, and, and all of a sudden these guys would be looking around and they would step off into quicksand. So, you remember seeing that? Yeah. They'd get in that quicksand and they'd start hollering help about knee level. And then they'd start hollering it real loud about waist. And, and, and it was just taking them down. It was just taking them under. You see, a person enslaved to sin is like a person in quicksand. And they grab this and they grab that and they wish for this and they wish for that and they just keep sinking down. And the devil will lie to you and the devil will say to you, there's no way out of that quicksand. And there's no way out. You must just give up. What's the use? Just give up. But Jesus says, come to me. I mean, come to me. 
And I will lift you out of your sin. I will lift you out of that that has conquered you. Amen. Conquered you. The songwriter put it this way. <laughs> he watched Tarzan movies too. From sinking sand, he lifted me. Amen. What's that? <laughs> From sinking sand, he lifted me. With tender hands, he lifted me. From shades of night to plains of light, oh, praise His name, He lifted me. Are you sinking this morning? Conquered by sin? And the devil says, there's no way out. Jesus says, come to me. There's an invitation, all ye. There's a promise. Notice this, verse 28. Verse 28, back at Matthew 11, he says in the promise, and I'll close with this, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. There's the promise. You know, we live in a restless age. I mean, we, we really do. We're just busy, 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 and we hurry here, and we hurry there, and we go, go, go. And at times, I just, I just come in, and I'll tell Judy, I am give out. I just, man, I just, at times, I just want to go away somewhere. Y'all ever felt that way? I mean, not, not to the beach, but just to go out in the woods or something. Just get away for a little while. You ever felt that way? You know, David felt the same way. Jot down Psalm 55. Listen to David in verse 4 through 6. My heart is sore pain within me, and the terrors of death are falling on me. Fearfulness and trembling are come upon me, and horror hath overwhelmed me. And I said, Oh, that I had wings like a dove, for then would I fly away and be at rest. They felt that way. Jesus said, Come unto me, and I will give you rest. You know, the rest that, that uh, we really need is, is really not for our bodies, but it's for our souls. Look, if you will, at Matthew. Do you see Matthew 11? you see that? Did you see that? Verse 29. Take my yoke upon you. Now, remember, he's going to give us rest, but he says, Take my yoke upon you, learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest unto your souls. Not your physical body, but your souls. You see, the rest is found only in serving the Lord. Verse 29. Going to give you rest for your souls. Here's how it is. Take my yoke upon you. We come to Him for salvation. We take up the yoke of service. Inside your bulletin there a few minutes ago, you found that my crossover commitment card. That's a yoke of service. In just a few minutes, we're going to turn those in. And on that card, it just simply says, I'll be willing, I willingly would give myself on the first Sunday service or the dedication service to serve in one of the following or a number of the ones listed. And you just circle if you could be an usher or if you could be a greeter or if you could help with custodial or if you could help with, uh, uh, well, it's not on there, but signing register, registering guests, registering builders for Christ 
volunteers who come back or registering guests that day. And we need restoration tables set up. We need custodial staff because we're going we're gonna to finish worship at 12 o'clock. And we're going to turn around and have a dedication service at 3 o'clock, our open house at 2 o'clock, and we need some custodial help. Tanil does. And, and I'll be willing to help, and I'll run, help with dump the garbage or whatever needs to be done. See, that's serving. That's taking up yoke. And it's a double yoke because Christ is on one side and you're on the other. When you get tired serving, and when you get weak, He's, he's there to, to lift you up and keep you going. We come to Him for salvation. We take up the yoke of service. And then we continue to learn about Him in verse 29. That's what He says. Learn of Me. Take up your yoke, learn of me, I'm meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. That's the result. Rest for our souls. Well, we're at the end of the message. The invitation come unto me, verse 28. Then invited all ye, universal, anyone here, the promise, and I'll give you rest. <coughs> And now's the time to have the opportunity to respond. Christ invites you, first of all, to salvation. He died for our sins. He died for your sins. Died as your substitute, my substitute. He paid the debt for our sins. He's a propitiation for our sins. So today, would you receive Christ as your Lord? as your Savior? Would you be willing to turn from your sin and turn to Jesus and ask Christ to forgive you and come into your life and save you? Because Jesus is saying, come unto me. Come unto me. You say, well, Brother Sammy, I've already done that. Let's say then you have. Let me just say as a Christian this morning, are you weighted down with sin? I mean, do you need to, to escape the devil's grip on your life? Do you feel conquered and burdened by your sin? You feel like you're in the quicksand stage right now and Jesus says this, come to me. So the question, would you be willing to come to Christ? Would you be willing to come in repentance and broken heart, a contrite spirit, and say, Lord Jesus, I come today to receive you as Lord and Savior of my life. I come today as a Christian asking you to forgive me of my sins and I turn from my sin and I pray, Lord, you'll reach down and pick me up out of the sinking sand. Would you be willing to do that? Would you be willing to today take that commitment card and say this is where I'm going to be able be willing to serve? Would you do that?